weekly live q a session koshalin is with us welcome back hi danielle thanks for inviting me anytime it's uh, it's really nice always to chat with you and yeah we were just before we went live here we had an interesting conversation i thought we could just continue that as as hopefully as some questions come in uh, i um I actually was asked literally like about an hour and a half ago but from from a client. I, had, I did the first one-on-one -on -one call with somebody and she was like, you know, she was um, saying at the end, like she, she understood kind of our teaching very nicely, but she said, have you thought about, she was like, have you thought about something like ketamine or some psychedelic that can just kind of like open your mind and, and give mm -hmm. more of a direct access to the like subconscious mm -hmm. so that it facilitates learning, something like that, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you have answer? you heard those questions too, or what do you what do you, what do you think when you hear that? Um, actually, I I think one person mentioned it, but we are not really going deeper. But I was watching recently the, this Netflix series on a, I I don't remember exactly the name, something like how to change your brain or something like this. And they were like discussing different types of you know like different mushrooms and herbs and whatever like substances and stuff. So. Yeah, but but what, what did you re reply to her? Yeah, yeah, no. So I was like, I, I said very honestly that I I've never ex like um, looked into it or studied it, but my my kind of my gut feeling is that you know anytime we look for like that shortcut, it yeah. ends up being tricky because like you know on one hand we understand like okay I I I have this intellectual knowledge, but it's when it becomes kind of like seeps into the subconscious, so it kind of be, becomes like almost like emotional understanding that's when things are really going to change so we of course we want that translation to happen quicker but i think whenever we try to you know manipulate our subconscious it becomes i i i, I think it becomes it's just another effort another thing that just adds another layer of complexity and and um mm -hmm. and yeah so I, I don't think it's I, i'm quite skeptical is kind of what i'm trying to say yeah. yeah 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 sorry wait i have a call oh sorry yeah um, yeah, but I, I was also like thinking about this kind of like, you know, things, but, uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking, for example, like I remember, uh, coach Beth, she was talking about her story and then she felt like, like her, basically this kind of like illusion of that, oh, she controls sleep and everything is like, it kind of like in one sudden session, if I remember like her story correctly, but it was kind of like, she just like saw through the, you know, what the mind is doing, you know? So that kind of switch can happen even relatively fast. But I, I also agree that when we intentionally go there, like, okay, this has to make me sleep. It has to fix me. This is where it can be tricky. But I would say it's like, you know, who knows? It's just, uh, I feel yeah, like no. in, uh, later, like uh, over the time, as I was like coaching and in the beginning, I came with very kind of clear, this set of like, okay, this is the way how it's like, it was most helpful to me. And then I was kind of like really um, more kind of promoting that approach. But then I was seeing like other coaches having totally different stories. And then you could see someone who would say something like, yeah, for them, like CBTI made sense. I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, it's it's it would be very kind of like, you know, narrow-minded of me to really say like, oh, no, that doesn't work. Or, you know, because it's like really each story if you hear like if you t talk to you know every single you know you know person and then the way how they came to this place where they no longer struggle when they are okay and accepting wakefulness could be different it can look through their different kind of like um things that help them to arrive to this place and i feel like the destination is always the same it's just like what is the 
what is the path that leads there? Yeah, and maybe yeah, for someone it could be like some mind-opening like experience, whatever. Who knows? For someone it could be like a very structured approach. For someone it could be very gentle approach. It doesn't matter. So I'm, I feel like it's more about like what internally resonates with you. And then you take it from, from there and see what happens. Basically, you, you do it like you shape your own journey by yourself without yeah. anyone telling you how you should do it and how you should not do it. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really, really nice answer. And uh, yeah, I, nothing to add. Like, I think that's super nice. Yeah, that kind of like seeing that there, there's so many paths to arrive where, you know, yeah. where we want to be. So yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I recently was making a video about like uh, this kind of like structured approaches versus like gentle approaches. And then I was like, I'm looking at my personal story. And I, I, re I remember there was a moment on my journey where, you know, I was very interested in CBTI at the beginning because it was the first teaching that kind of like resonated with me and first I had access to. And for me to say that CBTI was completely useless would be kind of kind of lying because it, that it helped me at some part of my journey. So I would say like, I wouldn't want to take away that part of me because for apart from, you know, all this kind of sleep, sleep restriction and stuff like that, there is a cognitive part, which is exactly about changing our, the way how we think and, and view our experiences and wakefulness, which is also like helpful. So it's like, we always associate like CBTI is only this, you know, sleep restriction, making you completely, you know, like um, sleep deprived and so on. But, but there is a cognitive part, there's educational part, which is basically we also doing. So it's like, there are so many, this kind of like intersections you know, ACT, CBTI, and then like whatever, you know, maybe something like philosophical approach. And it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Kind of like a wild mixture and you cannot leave out anything and just say like, oh, this is like unhelpful because with, with the wrong intention, it can be, but with, when the intentions are set straight, it's like, it could be actually what, what can help. Yeah. Right. That's very nice. And yeah, you could, you could look at it as kind of like, you know, you, you can learn the same thing from like in, in innumerable amount of things can teach you the same thing. So it's yeah. more about like how we learn those things, right? <clears throat> yeah. What clicks with you? What clicks with us? Yeah. Very, very nice. Well, let's, let's jump in. We have a bunch of questions. Um, Jennifer is with us and says, this is my first live uh, that I joined. Welcome, Jennifer. So nice to be Hi, Jennifer. here. Uh, I've been watching a lot of videos by Alina and also Coach Alina. Nice. Thanks for all the information. So nice. That's so nice you're here. I'm so glad that it helps. <clears throat> now, Jennifer also said, I'm struggling a lot with insomnia. I have been getting only about three to four hours a night of sleep, and some nights I don't feel I am asleep. Any advice that Alina can give? I'm feeling exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry that you're going through this experience, and it seems like something that I also went through. It's uh, about this kind of nights where when it doesn't feel like, you know, that you're asleep, like that you're asleep. So you're kind of like not sure whether the sleep is happening or not. And um, I would say that, first of all, understanding where this experience comes from can be really helpful because it kind of demystifies, demystifies the whole situation that, you know, the brain is often uh, is afraid of, of unfamiliar stuff. Something is an unknown, unusual. But when we realize that sometimes hyperarousal can play tricks on us where it kind of like, um, changes the way we perceive sleep. So it might feel like we are awake whole night and then in reality there was some sleep happening. So that could be also helpful. And just like normalizing this experience and understanding that it passes along with as, as the as the hyperarousal also drops 
throughout the journey as we keep learning and keep, you know, like facing our, you know, um, experiences and emotions and things begin to transform and all those manifestations of hyperarousal, they also subside with time. And how we can help this process is by really um, validating it. It's like not trying to really push it away from us and to, uh, you know, resist it, but more like, um, you know, allow it to happen. And then I would say as for this kind of like, um, uh, you know, like, okay, I, I'm getting only this amount of time, right? How can I get more? And this is a very common question and I can completely understand that when we are experiencing like some particularly sticky pattern, like where we have like a certain amount of sleep and we want to expand that, um, I would say I, I usually have this question like to um, to maybe like provoke the mind in terms of like understanding like the the why is it that we keep having only this particular amount of time? It is like okay if let's say a person says like I'm sleeping only four hours, how can I get more hours? And then the question is like okay, but how do you get those four hours? How what did you do? And then and then after like pondering. And then we can arrive to the conclusion, well, actually, I didn't do anything. It's like it, this outcome is not valuable to me. This outcome is not important. So I'm not, I don't really care if I get four hours, but I do care if I get like six or seven hours. And now it kind of reveals to us the actual problem is because something becomes a goal. This is when it becomes kind of like un un unattainable because we are kind of like chasing it and we are, we are kind of uh, supporting our hyperarousal mechanism that prevents us from getting this outcome. But the moment when we realize that, you know, just like by doing literally like nothing, not trying anything happened those like three, four hours, that's exactly how those eight hours or whatever, like longer nights happen without us specifically looking for it. This is general direction. But again, it's it's not like a, an instant result that we can expect. It takes time for the body to feel safe and then produce this outcome. Yeah, that's very nicely put. And I just, uh, just maybe just for my own understanding and just for to repeat this, maybe for some list from people tuning in, what I heard was something like, oh, we can have a question like, oh, I'm only getting three hours. How can I get to six? Then we can be like, be like, how did you get, how do you get three hours of sleep to begin with? And we can see that, aha, uh -huh, where our thinking is basically like, we're, we're doing nothing. We're just assuming that we'll sleep three hours. But we wonder how we can get more. And then <clears throat> they're doing nothing. And then just assumption that that will happen. That's why we slept three hours. And the same thing will lead to sleeping longer. Um, very nicely put. I, I, I said it correctly, right, Alina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but this is basically like my kind of thinking because I also felt like, okay, there is some outcomes that I don't really like. And I felt the resistance. And then, and then when I was like questioning myself at that moment, it's like, Wait, but what did I actually do for that to happen? It, I literally, literally did nothing. This is when it kind of like started slowly clicking that, you know, it is my desire to get this amount of yeah. power. No, that's very, very nicely said. All right, Jennifer, uh, thanks for being here for the first time. Hope that made sense. And we will look at um, some uh, questions from, from Viji, uh, who says, hello, thank you for your outstanding insights and education you provide. I watched a lot of videos and I'm reading the book set and forget it now. I get the concepts and uh, yeah, I just want to say that's some, I'm so glad. Thanks thanks for sharing you know, those these kind words and that, to let you hear. I want to start the bedtime program soon. Will the app and communications guide me through a process? I, I high level understand the concepts, but I don't know how to practically apply it. 
one of the most common questions uh you know we get is exactly this one i, I understand on a cognitive level but how does how like how does that translate practically and uh yeah i, I think um you know b- both of us are working within bedtime so we both have clients there and i want to say that it is I mean, it is a structured program in a sense that every day you get like these like text-based modules, you know, which starts with kind of the fundamentals and goes through. It's the same thing. Same. Uh, somebody actually recently complained. They say like, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end my subscription because it's the same thing you're saying on YouTube anyway. And I'm like, yes, it's the same stuff, but it's curated. But anyway, um, and then of course you have a coach that you can discuss with. So that is the program. But yeah, how the question here, like, how do we, how do how would you translate like cognitive intellectual understanding to kind of like something different? That is sort of like a common, common question. And I think the, the closest thing I've come to an answer, there is this analogy with like the North star, which I know, you know, this Alina, but basically if we think of how we function or, or, or let me put it this way, it is well known in, let's say industry or like entrepreneurship that we do under what circumstances we do our best work. And, if we look at different options, we can say like option A is like you have a supervisor who checks everything you do. They give you constant feedback and criticism. And then we have option B, which is somebody just tells you, this is what we'd like to see happen. You figure out the details. We all like option B, you know, we, we, we just intuitively have like to have the freedom to experiment, to do this and that, et cetera. And it's, I think it's the same thing internally that when we, when we try to kind of micromanage ourselves or our brain and say like, you know, do this, do that, fix it. Then it becomes tricky. But when we have the cognitive understanding and we like, we give the, the brain kind of a big picture, we like, what we, our North Star is, for example, I would like to be kinder to myself or I, I would like to leave the struggle or something like that. We, we have that as kind of a, a big picture. And then we say like, brain, you figure out the details of how to get there. That to me is the closest I've come to this. I can answer like, what do I practically do? But anyway, what, what do you, how do you answer this common question? Yeah, I, I really like this analogy. And I think just to go along with that kind of narrative is that like things, the education will kind of like fall into its places organically. So we don't have to really like try to understand everything like on cognitive and on emotional level all at once, because that's not possible. I also didn't learn the whole, all the concepts like at once. At some point there were experiences that I needed like a certain lessons but others still didn't make sense to me. So they kind of got unlocked as I was moving on. So for me, it's more like um, what usually like what we are working like with clients is that when they have a particular obstacle, this is where we learn how to apply the, you know, all the information we know. So we can see like, okay, there is this kind of um, uh, situation. And then um, what often have like helps also people is to have someone to introduce them bigger picture because when the person is really in this fight or flight mode, of course they try to really narrow down their focus and know like okay what is the one thing I should do and of course it's hard for anyone to say like okay do this because with the wrong intention it can backfire right but when you really begin to kind of like introduce the person to the bigger picture in terms of like, okay, look, this is what is happening right now. This is like the the actual, like the, the reality of things, what happens like with the brain, how it behaves and that is completely normal and so on and so on. So the person really sees like slow, slowly their focus kind of like goes wider and wider. And then the things that they kind of like learned alongside with different like tools and approaches and let's say different practices, then they see, oh, I can apply this one there it makes sense right now because I see like now the picture. So I would say this really that 
you know, uh, on at least like on that time, the value there is that you have someone who can help you kind of create space for that experience to unfold and also help you gain that new perspective on things so that you're not locked in your own mind trying to figure out itself. So sometimes that is helpful. And then the education that is there, it's more like, it's not like a plan, actionable actionable plan, like one, two, three steps, right? But it's more about, you have like a really a rich library of things, of approaches, of different analogies and so on. And then by learning them, you can see like, okay, this approach or this kind of like explanation fits right now. And that's how you kind of like you cherry pick stuff that works for you. Yeah. So that's how I see yeah. it generally. Very nicely put. And, uh, you know, just a quick comment to that is like, it struck me what you said that we often, like when we're in a sometimes struggle, we focus on, on this particular thing. And let's yeah. say for one client at some point in time, it, it may be like they're focused on their partner snoring or they're focused on the fact that they're sleeping on a couch. And the thing is that actually it's always the same teachings that apply to every kind of little detail. But, and when we, when we kind of zoom out and see like, oh, it's the same thing that applies to all little details and the big picture and everything. Yeah. Whoa, that can be really, really helpful. Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. All right, so VG, uh, hope that made sense. Um, we have Leo here, says, hello coaches. Um, do I put in mind that maybe I will never sleep well like before? Maybe I'll never turn to pre-insomnia thinking and feeling and this is my reality now and continue living my life with the sleep fear in it. All right. Very insightful question. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice one, uh, Leo. So yeah, you can go ahead. Um, Alina, what, what do you think when, about the way? Yeah. I would say that, you know, there is two kind of like mindsets we can approach this because you know, acceptance ultimately also means that I'm, I accept that, you know, if there is like a speed bump, let's say in the future, I'm going to be okay, right? So we kind of like become open to this. But then there are two kind of like underlying themes or or mindsets or whatever. Is that one where you really haven't sorted it out? You didn't reach that like place of like peace with that versus when you really are, you're in a struggle and you... Uh, kind of like resign before actually looking into that completely. So this is more like, um, it's kind of like a tricky question to really give like any like definite answer because it, it all, all, always depends on what kind of place you're coming from. Because for me, this idea that there's nothing I can do and there's nothing I sh should do about it. It's just like, you know, just I will, I will just let the night unfold itself and I'm okay with that. This is a completely different state or place to be than, uh, let's say, I am in a struggle. I'm, I really need that kind of like support and 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 uh, I still want to feel good and sleep good and so on. So there is like so much desire. And then I'm cutting myself like, like you know, like the possibility of getting better, which is not, not the point really of the like the whole like the recovery process, because it is really a normal desire to want to feel good. So the point of acceptance is not to accept that you are going to suffer. And this is not we, what we are communicating. At least like I'm, I always try to make it clear that it's not about like, you know, uh, deciding that, okay, from now on, I will just like struggle for the rest of my life. That's not the point. It's not what like, you know, any, any healthy human being wants to, you know, to achieve. Like, like we all want to feel good. It's like the living 
thing feature, right? But uh, but then like that, that's why we need the journey, journey of really uh, uh, learning that you're actually going to be okay with any sort of like, even if you have like a bumpy night and everything, and then this kind of knowledge translates very internally that you feel it like, you know, like, yeah, there can be a bumpy night, but I'm going to be okay. You know, so that's a very different quality to that acceptance. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense, but no, it was I answered the very, very nicely said. And, uh, you know, two little quick things that came to my mind was one, uh, the, the, uh, part of acceptance, which is that, yeah, oftentimes there's a misunderstanding and, and people think, oh, so I have to accept that I may never feel well or sleep well. And of course that's impossible. Like it's not acceptable to any human being. We all want to sleep well. We all want to feel like ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what, you know, part of, part of the acceptance is, is actually, let me put it this way. Oftentimes the struggle is not the hypothetical outcome, but it's kind of the brain's warning us about the hypothetical outcome. That's what yeah. we struggle with. Right. So what we can accept is the fact that we are having worry thoughts and anxiety about the hypothetical outcome and accept the warnings, but not the hypothetical outcome. There's yeah. no, you know, we can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that came to mind was like, this was similar to another question, which we, we find sometimes, which is kind of like, Hey, um, things are not great, but they're a little easier, but is this my new normal? And, you know, I always say that, uh, it's not because, you know, nothing is, nothing in life is permanent. Like impermanence is, is one of the most fundamental truths and, you know, things, things get easier as we learn more. So no, it's not a new normal. But in a weird way, when we think about it as kind of like, well, this is my normal for now, it can actually help. It can actually be like, well, this is not kind of like my new normal forever, but it's my new normal for now. It can lead us to like not kind of trying to fight with it or, or try to push change or something like that it can be really helpful. So yeah, that came came to my mind. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yes. And I just wanted to add to this, like the whole acceptance is that usually the mind twists it because the mind is very much afraid of accepting it of letting things go because it wants to control so it might persuade us that it's not safe to accept because by accepting the any outcome you're only accepting the bad stuff happening to you that's why it's kind of like it really kind of closes eyes on on actual that you're also any outcome is also like a nice outcome right but it kind of like you know pushes it aside so that you you really like keep struggling keep resisting this because in reality, it's it's not really accepting that you will have like you know always this kind of disruptive sleep, but it is also like accepting that you you will have good nights too. So it's like it's everything accepting of everything right. and not denying yourself that possibility of having a peaceful night. That's, so it's yeah, like yeah, this nice. is what the mind is kind of like it, it kind of covers it. It's like it doesn't tell you the whole truth. Okay, but what you're trying to accept is basically so I have to accept that I'm gonna suffer. And that's not the, the the entire true because as you said it's like nothing is you know is nothing is permanent everything is like constantly changes no there are no two nights that are, that are identical exactly. and that's the mind is like having a hard time to understand that's good yeah very nice point i never thought about that before but that the fact that when we talk about acceptance it automatically makes us think oh i have to accept all the bad things but it actually just means you know, it, there's just as much kind of nice things that we can accept. Too. Yeah, very, very nicely said. Uh, very nice. Wow. Um, okay, let's. Uh, how are we on time? Let's let's um, let's check in with. Uh, with let's let's do one more here, and we, we can um, 
check in with Daniels, who says, I please help me. I suffer for 22 years of horrific insomnia, tons of videos I saw from you. I understand the key factors you're teaching, but all I want is sleep as it happened naturally. And I want to get rid of pharmacia frontline. Uh, I think this is some kind of medication probably and alcohol. I only use them for just to sleep a little bit, three hours. Often that's all, but it's abnormal. Um, if I do a retreat, when I just go ahead without sleep, one to three nights without chemicals, will it lead to sleeping well for good? After 22 years of not sleeping is, uh, you know, not anymore. It's not a time for experiments or something like that. Um, Daniel says, I desperately need release from this surreal horror. Wow. I, I firstly want to say like, you know, so, you know, so sorry you've gone through this for such a long time, Daniel. Um, but glad you're here. And um, I, I think to me, um, I remember our, you know, our friend and coach, uh, Joseph, you know, you know him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said something when I talked to him that really struck with me. And, and I hope this can be helpful to you as well, Daniel. He said something along the lines of this, like for 20 some years, I was looking for a quick fix. I was looking for something that would make me sleep tonight. And that's why I struggled for 22 years. And it's so ironic, right? But it's so human too. Like I want something that helps me now. And the now becomes like a year-long struggle, you know? So as paradoxical as it sounds, it's 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 about really finding it to kind of being willing to learn and let it take a little bit of time. But I would say, Daniel, like if you, you know, just start with the basics here, like watch our playlists. And, 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 and when you arrive at a place where it, it makes more, you know, makes sense to you, then it will be a little easier to see like, okay, maybe it's okay if I don't sleep well tonight. Maybe that desperation of sleeping tonight will fade a little bit and things will gradually become a little easier. But that's, that's what I think when I hear this. But yeah, what do you think, uh, Alina? Yeah, I totally agree with what, with what you're saying. And of course, I'm sorry to hear about Daniel's struggles. And I, I mean... I also I, I can feel a lot of like frustration and desperation in this. And I would say that when there are really intense moments when we feel like I noticed that there like there are some people who feel like they're so um kind of in a such intense emotionally state that even if they like let's say read something like educational, this does not go through a filter of, of that um triggered mind. So there is a certain, I feel like in that mo in those moments when we feel, we don't feel physically safe, it's like, it's just like, I'm not feeling safe in anywhere. Like, so I'm not really open to understand that I, you know, or be, being willing to, you know, you know, touch emotions, you know, like, you know, be in contact with them. So I would say that first of all, like providing, co providing comfort and self-care is like this kind of like zero step, like step, just the, the basic step just to get yourself into the comfortable place where you are uh, ready to continue on education because exactly what you said was like it's it's all about education because i could see that there is um there is some grasping at, at you know something that i want to sleep now right and and unfortunately this is not how sleep works like we cannot really induce sleep just by wanting and, and you know doing something like i do this and this will guarantee certain outcome uh, but in order to take or or have enough courage and capacity to really go on the journey to really facing the fears and learning and understanding i would say that when we are in a really really tough spot sometimes taking care of ourselves in uh, 
in um, any form that that we see are you know right for us can be actually you know helpful and what i usually um kind of like you know not you know create like like an opportunity or just like an, a suggestion or an idea is that okay but um let's say if you can uh let's say seek help let's say in your local i don't know some some psychotherapist or anyone who can actually just bring you into safety like not in terms of like fixing like sleep problems but just like to help you um, really feel safe in your own body that can already provide this kind of like baseline from where you can begin to build on the education and you know the the steady pace because until we are really um, when, when we are in this kind of like really strong like survival mode sometimes education might be like pushing and trying to you know persuade the brain that it is safe it might be kind of like fruitless because the brain is really really convinced that it is like not safe so anything that can give us that security this safety feeling in order for us to continue the journey of learning and, and you know understanding our emotions that can that can be helpful so i would say like really um, trying to maybe look for help in like in available form in terms of like you know person personal contact or you know um yeah so this is something that yeah comes to my mind in this kind of like uh, very intense situations yeah that's very nicely said and then we you know we, we often see that somebody has gone to maybe a doctor or something and they've said like no there's nothing wrong with you we find nothing you know physically wrong with you that that can be kind of a baseline where somebody's like okay i see that now now yeah, maybe i'm ready yeah. to learn uh well yeah i think uh hope, hopefully that was helpful daniel uh, i want to say hi to um filthy rich who's here again <laughs> nice hey. meeting you dragos uh is back nice nice hey, seeing you back Dragos. again and uh Vijay said thank you so much and uh yeah we will Caitlin is here too hi Caitlin hey. <laughs> never caught us live before nice to be sorry for some but yeah thanks so much everyone for being here thanks coach Lee, for joining and uh see you next time bye-bye <laughs>